Ahmed Rachani, TSC News. We have right here via Skype a very special guest. He's a true baseball legend, a first ballot Hall of Famer, and now he is making his way into the fashion game. Frank Thomas, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great, my man. How's, how's it going, Fred? Doing great. Now, before we get to MVP and everything you're doing in the world of fashion, how's the life after baseball playing on the field been treating you? It's been great. You know, I've been very blessed to leave the field and continue to have exposure, uh, to have opportunities. And I, after having a 19-year career, I just think uh, it, it was great just to stay in, in touch with people, to stay visible through TV programs and everything else possible. I'm lucky I never turned any of that stuff down, Fred. And you're obviously a legendary baseball player, but you've been able to connect with people on the field, off the field with your charisma. You got that kind of it factor. If, if I was like a pro wrestling promoter, I would have wanted to sign you in, in the 90s. Had you not gotten into baseball, would you have gotten into any type of show business down the road? Probably not. I would have been a coach. I would have coached something, something. I don't know what sport, but I would have been a coach because I love football, basketball, and baseball. You know, I just grew up in a sports area down in South Georgia, and all we did to stay out of trouble was sports 24-7. You are an iconic White Sox player, and I talked to Mo Vaughn about this as well. I mean, the gear, you know, the, the White Sox logo, the Big Hurt merchandise. Uh, did you realize the type of impact you were making? Well, I, I was impressed back in the early 90s when we switched logos from that Curly QC <laughs> to the Sox black and white logo. It took off instantly from all the rap, rap groups, uh, rap clicks. Everybody thought it was cool because it was a good-looking logo. I think they nailed it. And it's to the point now that I don't think they can ever change it uh, because you've had a lot of rappers and videos and everything else with that iconic now Sox logo, which was big because it was all about the Cubs in Chicago until then. And nowadays, video game cultures, I mean, I mean, huge. I'm sure you've seen it, you know, with, with the kids or everything else at Madden and, and MLB The Show and everything else. But what was it like for you back in the day to have your own video game to be able to play yourself? You know, it was pretty funny. Uh, big Hurt Baseball. And I remember doing that here in New York City at the old studios here when they put the bulbs all over me and everything else. Didn't know what it was going to turn out to be, but it was the first game of its kind. And uh, it was a success for the kids because, uh, you know, watching those old school movements, because now you look at it, it's like, whatever, it looks real now for real. But, you know, back then it was like a little slower down, but you, they, they captured all the motion sensors. So um, I was blessed, man. I, I really enjoyed that. That's pretty cool. And now let's talk a little bit about your new MVP line. You're working with Mo Vaughn. Of course, you're rocking some of that right now here on screen. Tell us about getting into the fashion game. Well, Mo and I have been friends a very long time. It started in college and it continued in the Cape Cod League. And then uh, when we got to the major leagues together, it was unbelievable. Um, we shared a lot of moments. You know, we could get under each other's skin all the time. Uh, it was just great to have that camaraderie because there was no ego there. We wanted both of us to do well. Uh, I remember he broke in with the Red Sox. I was so happy I got in a little earlier than him. And uh, just knew the same talent and the, the force we were at the plate. Um, and a lot of people ask a lot of questions about him, like, don't miss. You know, with the pitchers, this guy can hit. He can hurt you really badly. And uh, some of them were hard-headed. They fell out the hard way. But uh, Mo and I always had a blast with it because uh, we love to compete. And uh, together now, competing um, together and, and, and trying to bring a brand to life that uh, the world wants, and there's a big void there, and uh, I'm just happy to be a part of this team because Mo and Diane really brought this thing to life before me. I'm just here to help enhance this thing and take help take it to another level. There, there's a lot of big and tall stores, and you know, but, but there's not a whole lot of variety. Or if you get something that fits you, it doesn't always look good. So how have you guys been able to so far bridge the gap between having something that actually fits and looks good? I've been an exclusive, you know, DXL shopper, Rochester Big and Tall shopper for many, many years, years. 
And uh, you're right. The what you go in and find is all car- cardboard cutouts, uh, big T-shirts, big shoes, uh, no styles, no patterns, nothing sexy. Uh, and I, I like to use that word uh, with this brand. It's going to be sexy for a big man because big men are sexy. And uh, it's something that uh, you're going to look forward to to go into a big and tall shop or online and see something that, hey, I look good in. And I, I think that's that's what MVP is going to bring to the table. How would you feel the void uh, following baseball? Well, I, I think I did a great job of just setting up at the end of my career to, uh, to, to be involved with other things. I've never been shy. I've always been happy-go-lucky. You know, it's just me. Um, I've always been involved with kids, charities, uh, just everything. I always kept myself busy. So it's been an, an easy adjustment for me because I've stayed just as visible now as while I was on the field. And like nowadays, I walked in the airport, everybody said, hey, there's Mr. Nugenics, you know, instead of Frank Thomas, a baseball player. So I feel very fortunate with those things. And now they're going to see him in all this hot MVP gear everywhere. You know, the, the word's going to spread fast because Diane is, is doing an incredible job, you know, with her – ability to, to, to put these uh, patterns together and, and, and really, like I said earlier, make the big man sexy. And I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to wear it every day. I'm like a walking billboard and I love it. Awesome. Now you, of course, have transitioned to a, a very successful media career as well. I mean, I think it's no surprise you've been great on TV, but I would imagine it, it, di- it did have its challenges initially. I mean, you're as a player, I'm sure there were times where there was a sports writer or an analyst where you're like, oh man, what an idiot. I can't believe they said that. And all of a sudden you're kind of on that other side. So what's the biggest adjustment you've had to make going from player to baseball media? Well, baseball season, that's one thing about baseball. The season is so long. So the media can put that microphone in your face 162 games, not like the other sports. So you're not going to be on your P's and Q's every day. You're going to make some mistakes. And we've all been guilty of making mistakes. But I, I look at it now that uh, I try to keep the athlete in a positive light as an analyst because, trust me, I went through it all with the media. You know, the good days, the bad days. Uh, the crazy stories. I mean, the, the, the part of the media is to create stories. And uh, when you play really well for a very long time, you will become a target. And I was a target for a long time. And I'm proud of that. You know, I had a very successful career, multiple time MVP, which uh, no pun intended. Uh, this is why this is such a, merit, uh, a match made in heaven. Um, just been an MVP, helping others, you know, inspiring others. And that, that's what I've always been about. Your former MVP. Mo Vaughn, a former MVP, very few people can call themselves that in their respective sports. Can you just describe what it's like to attain that achievement and to be the most valuable player in the entire league? It's great. I had a back-to-back run, and then Mo you know, upset me the year three. <laughs> um, and I told him I was, I was bad at it because we went at each other, and we loved it. Uh, but I was so happy when he won it because you know that's the type of relationship we've always had. And if somebody was going to beat me for an MVP, it had to be Mo Vaughn. And I was one of the first guys that called him, actually, because to congratulate him. And you're obviously an iconic player in Chicago. You also have a World Series ring. You're in the Hall of Fame. Not everybody gets to have all those things. If you could start out your career again and a magic genius said, okay, okay, Frank, you could either have a Hall of Fame career or be a part of a World Series winning team, what would you pick? Hmm. I think they go hand in hand. Uh, most Hall of Famers get, get to experience a ring. Um, I, but I would definitely want the ring. You, know, you, you, you play to win every day. Uh, the Hall of Fame is just something no one sets out and says, hey, I want to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, you figure that type of thing out like 10, 12 years into the league when you look at your numbers and compare yourself to the other greats. Uh, that's when that type of talk starts. But coming in, in, in the league for the first decade, you're all about winning that ring. So I think the ring is first. Hall of Fame is, is secondary. 
When you become great at something, they, they say when you become great, it's almost to the point where you make it look easy, whether you're on TV or, or being a, a great baseball player. What would you say in both as baseball media and as a great baseball player are the biggest misconceptions? Something that, you know, coming into it, you didn't realize like, oh man, I really got to adjust to get to that highest level. It's hard work. You know, I was the first to come and the last leaving baseball. I, I put my hours in and now on TV, I do the same thing. You have to do your homework. You have to watch. I watch baseball 24-7 because you have to keep up. And when you get on TV, you got to be able to say, hey, I saw that. You know, you don't want people bringing things to you that you didn't, you know, you missed out on and, and try to talk about it on TV. When you're not watching baseball 24-7, let's just say it, it's the offseason. You, you want to get away. You, even, even I'm sure Big Hurt needs a break from baseball at times. Of course. What's your favorite way to decompress and chill out? Well, I have young kids. <laughs> so I get involved in their life. You know, I've been blessed. I have six kids. And ranging from the age of 26 to two and a half. So uh, they keep me young. They really keep me young. In my 26-year-old try to control my life. The young ones are always trying to, you know, make me do things. So uh, I stay young. I try to get all the rest I can because, you know, I started over again with a young family. And uh, I'm proud of that because it, it keeps me busy and keeps me active. We got a few fan questions here, some, some rapid-fire ones. You ready? Mm-hmm. Sure. What was it like training with Michael Jordan? <laughs> you know what? Uh, you think you've seen it all. Uh, but you talk about rock star persona. I've never seen someone come to practice and there's 12,000 people out there just trying to get a, an eye on him and everything else. So it was great. And what was great about it, he wanted, really wanted to play baseball. He wanted to learn. So he was a, a gym rat, you know, playing basketball, but he was a cage rat when it came to baseball. He stayed out there with us trying to get every tip possible to get better. Was it a blessing and a curse to play in the same era as him in the 90s in Chicago? Because on, on one hand, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. But on the other hand, you're, I'm sure he got the pressure from the media. Like, okay, uh, the Bulls are doing great. Why aren't the White Sox doing the same thing? I don't think it was a curse. It was one of those things that I was held at a higher level because of Michael Jordan. And you couldn't say you were great unless you try to achieve the things that he did. So it was tough at times. But uh, it gave me an edge because I knew who the greatest athlete was on the planet. And I happened to have him in the same city. So... Uh, I had to go out and perform. I was obsessed with performing. Pitching is, of course, a huge. I mean, it's always been huge, but I mean, especially these days, it's pretty prominent. Do you think if you were playing in your prime in today's game, you would still put the fear of God in pitchers? Yeah, yeah, because I had a plan. You know, these guys now throw the ball. Almost every guy throws the ball ninety-five miles an hour. I'm not going to be the guy sitting there trying to turn that around and pull it. I mean, if they're going to throw ninety-five, I'm going to hit the right field all day long. And I had that power right field, so nothing will change with my game. Uh, I just would be a lot smarter and uh, pick my battle and choose my battles with certain pitchers. If you could change one thing about baseball today you know, to make it better, either the TV product or something on the field, what would it be? I'm going to stop the shifting, and I'm going to make sure we get back to slide into second base and uh, take our slides at home plate because I think some of the excitement from the game has changed. You're not trying to hurt people. I mean, it would be a different rule. Uh, I don't you're not allowed to try to hurt someone, but you got to be able to slide in the home plate and knock the ball away from the catcher because that, that kills the excitement of the baseball game. You were one of the first uh, people, first a pioneer of speaking out against PDs uh, back in your day, and you, and you still do to this day, but you've also been quoted as saying, you know what, there's people that I played, played with, played against, I know for a fact, did do stuff, they're in the Hall of Fame, so you might as well let the other players that are, that are linked in the Hall of Fame. Oh. When do you think we're finally at the likes of, say, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, guys that have been linked to PDs in the Hall of Fame? Well, you know, more now we talk about it. It's like people have got so consumed with it over the last 20 years. It's like it's got to end sometime. I mean, basically, baseball did everything possible to clean it up. Uh, but when you're dangling that type of carrot, the money-wise, uh, guys are going to make mistakes. You know, guys didn't grow up rich. You know, guys want to be rich. So uh, uh, you got to hold people accountable for that. 
But, you know, I, I'm not one of these people who hold grudges for the rest of my life because guys made mistakes. As long as they clean it up and admit to it, I got no problem with it. You've been somebody in, in most the same way that, that haven't you guys haven't put yourselves in a box, but there's a lot of times, whether it be media or some fans, they say, Oh, one of these guys just, you know, focus on baseball, focus on, on, on different sports, they're doing they're doing a little too much, you know, off the field. And you're somebody that's Oops. obviously been very successful in whatever you you've put your mind to. How did you how were you able to kind of put yourself out of a box, you know, not not be pigeonholed and be successful at everything while kind of maintaining that focus in baseball? I'm just a hard worker, man. You know, baseball really came easy to me, but it was a lot of hard work. Uh, but off the field stuff, inspiring people, being part of brands and doing different things like that, it just came natural for me. I don't take I've never taken myself that serious. And most guys get 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 full of themselves. I'm the same guy from South Georgia who comes and smiles and talks to everyone. And I've never changed. And I think that's just people attracted me because of that. I've been a happy go lucky guy my whole life. And I talk to everyone. And I've never felt I've never tried to put myself like above everybody else. I've never done that. So uh, I think that's worked well for me throughout, throughout my life. Who's the funniest player you've shared a locker room with? Tim Raines. Hands down. Do you have, any, just, do you have any stories that are he's just a PG? Guy. I, I, We don't want to go there, but he's like <laughs> the funniest guy ever. Like if I'm in, he's playing left field, I throw a ball away. He's in left field, he's laughing, laughing. You know, he put a glove, just laughing at you and pointing at you, stuff like that. Uh, you strike out, he comes back, go, ooh, he threw it by you, he's laughing. So it was one of those guys who, but he's very serious when it came to playing the game. But uh, he knew how to keep guys loose. It was just a natural ability for him, and that's why we always won a lot, because he kept the clubhouse loose. A lot of great players are different. Some say, yo, I don't look at the numbers at all. Others you know, will claim, like Russell Westbrook, like make sure he's got a triple-double or anything like that. He had 521 career home runs. Did you, in the back of your mind, was that, was that ever like a factor? You were like, okay, that's 500, or that, that's 501. No. no, I was a hitter. I cared about getting a hit every time. Hit turned into home runs. That's why you saw me always use the whole field. Because I was greedy in that way that I wanted to get hit every at bat. It didn't matter what type of hit it was. I just wanted to get a hit. What's the best piece of advice you could give anybody for success? Uh, just to stay focused and believe and give it 110%. That's all you can ask of yourself. Wise words from a wise man. Before we let you go, where can we find more information about MVP and the Big Hurt and everything you got going on these days? Well, MVP, DXL, um, Macy's, uh, online, King Size, XL. Um, we're available everywhere, and uh, this is going to grow. Uh, we're just happy to bring the big styles for the big man and, and, and keep it sexy for the big man because the limitations are over now with MVP in the game. Thank you so much for your time, man. Fred, thanks for having me, buddy.